Hello, and welcome to Connecting Tucson with Jamie Overturf, broadcasting from Tucson Business Radio X, situated in Stewart Title corporate offices off of Broadway. Connecting Tucson is all about connecting our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. Today, we're talking to Grace Stocksdale, the owner and founder of More Than a Bed, and Rachel Larson, the marketing director for More Than a Bed and owner of Modern Bay Designs. Grace was born and raised in Ohio, but moved to Tucson in 1962 through 1969, where she attended the U of A majoring in education. She didn't stay with us long, though. She moved to New York City, graduating to work for the British Airways and Wall Street recruiting. But she did end up returning to Tucson in 2007, where she became aware of the foster care crises while heading up a group of volunteers at her church, thus beginning her journey with more than a bed. And our second guest, Rachel Larson, is the marketing director for More Than a Bed, but she is also the owner and founder of Modern Bay Designs. Rachel was born and raised in South South California and moved to Flagstaff to attend NAU. She volunteered at that time at the local animal shelter, and later when she moved to Tucson, she became a foster coordinator at the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. After a car accident which left her unable to do her current job at the Humane Society, she did start her own business called Modern Bay Designs, and that's where she in turn met Grace for More Than a Bed. I am so excited to have you guys both here and talk about More Than a Bed and this this awesome group and business that I found just this year. Um, I can't believe it took me so long to find you guys, but thank you both for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> so I'm just going to start off and let our listeners get to know a little bit more about you. So, Grace, I'm going to start off with you. Tell me about yourself and what really prompted you to start More Than a Bed. Well, as you had stated, um, when I was at my church, we had a group of volunteers that went out and helped various organizations and various congregants. Um, we were asked by two Splash House parents, uh, which is... Splash House is, is Gap Ministries group home. Okay. Um, to help them with interior painting. So while we were doing that, at the end of the day, um, in walked the Splash parents, and with them, following them, were 10 children. Wow. Two in their arms, and the other eight were under the age of seven. And not knowing, I mean, I really wasn't aware. I knew that there was foster care, but I did not have that interaction, that Mm one-on-one. I saw these children, and I couldn't believe that these children were in foster care. These children are babies. They're, yeah. Anyway, so I said to myself, there's something very wrong with this. So in turn, I started talking to um, foster parents that were in my church, um, also some DCS workers and other foster parents to find out what the status was. And again, I repeated to myself, there's something very wrong with this. So we decided, myself and and two other foster parents decided to see what we can do to help the situation. And that's where More Than a Bed was conceived. That is wonderful. I mean, foster the foster system itself. I, I think when you started at the time, is is it still kind of the same system and how it's run back then as it is now? Are we still seeing some of those same? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Um, and again, I'm I'm not I'm not saying poo poo on DCS. They do the best they can, um, but there's more that that we, as a nation, can do. Uh, it. It takes a village it does to take, take care of these children. 
Yes. And we're going to get into that specifically about what More Than a Bed does. But I do want to go ahead and introduce Rachel. Rachel, why don't you tell us what you do specifically for More Than a Bed? Yeah. So for More Than a Bed, I am the marketing director. I handle the website as well as the social media accounts. And we make sure that everybody is well educated on the donations that are getting brought in or donations or specific things that we need that month. So that way, our donors as well as our families are well educated. I think it's kind of um, ironic that you went from fostering animals to foster kids. You kind of stayed in the foster kinship role. I did, and we still still foster animals as well. So it's kind of funny. People are always like, what kind of foster do you have now? Exactly what Grace said, two-legged or four-legged. I was like, two and four. So I I didn't go far. far. You didn't go far. You stayed within within the realm. When I was uh, looking at that and I was reading your bio, I thought that was really kind of unique. And I'm like, hmm. She, she really likes that type of work. So. I do. Excellent. So that's actually um, my perfect segue to the foster. Uh, what is more than a bed? What is it all about? And how does it help the Tucson community? And both of you can feel free to jump in and bounce off each other because I know you are both passionate about this subject. <laughs> I can tell. Um, but Grace, I'm going to start with you. And Rachel can fill in uh, here also as a foster parent. Um, What we decided to do was to, uh, we want to provide all the essentials to the foster families, adoptive families, um, so that they don't get into a financial bind in providing beds and cribs and clothes and shoes and toys, uh, diapers once a month. Um, And they can pay more attention to the children. The children need a great deal of attention Mm -hmm. uh, because they were removed and the trauma is there. So that's our focus, is to see the the eyes of the children when they they see their favorite toy. Quick story. Go right ahead. Right, I love so you. You see me. Just smi- a, you can't see me. I'm sorry. Just, you, I'm smiling, but go ahead. <laughs> just a quick story. We had uh, probably about two years ago, we had a little girl walk in, um, and she picked out a brand new dolly in a box because it's new. Sorry. Um, and she's never had a dolly in a box. She would not take the dolly out of the box. That was her thing. She just carried that thing around and around. It's precious. It's wonderful. It's satisfying to see the smiles, knowing the backgrounds and the trauma that these children have gone through in their short little lives to give them a, a, a smile and, and a glint in their eyes. Oh, that's so precious. And then helping the parents as well so that they don't have to go out and spend two, $300 on a bed. Do you know it takes up to about $800 for one child just to prepare to take care of that child? Really? So we provide them with new twin beds, predominantly new cribs, toddler beds, um, what am I missing? Uh, clothes, clothes new and used. Mm-hmm. Anything car that seats. that... Car seats, yes. Car Bikes. seats. Bikes. Bikes. When we have a wonderful group called a Plug Wheels for Kids that provides us with uh, refurbished bikes. It's wonderful. Um, These kids would never have that opportunity to get them. So forgive my ignorance. Um, Well, my my father actually went through the foster system, so that is something I'm kind of familiar with, but I myself never did. Um, Doesn't DCS help pay to get some of these items for the families? (laughs) 
I like it should shouldn't I mean there's probably a lot of other people that are out there that are thinking the same thing that if you get a foster child that you would have some type of subsidy and be able to get that. So how does that work? Like it, okay. is that not the way that it happens? If well, yes and no. Okay. How's that? I love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. So if the child is placed with a family member, which is called kinship, mm-hmm. um, they're paid about 65 cents a day for this child. Wow. Unless they get licensed. If they then pursue getting licensed from a foster care licensing agency, which there are 16, I think, now in Tucson, okay. then that increases to about 600 a month per child. <clears throat> okay. And that, in fact, is something that helps the family. For instance, if grandma and grandpa have lived by themselves and they're in a two-bedroom apartment, and they—and this is true—these are true stories. Um, they receive four to five of their grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Oh my! They, they have to find a bigger place. Now, normally, great-grandma and grandpa um, can't do that. Mm-mm. So we push: get licensed get licensed. This will help you take care of the children. So the children have an opportunity in life. Mm -hmm. And that's really the key. Give them a shot. Right now they don't have one. Um, So did that answer the question? That did answer the question. So what I heard from you is uh, they really don't provide them items. It's more of a monetary value. Correct. So you help provide and subsidize by giving them or helping with the items, not the actual monetary value. Correct. Correct. And there are other organizations throughout Tucson and Phoenix that can help them with other things. Okay. So. Excellent. And on the foster side of that as well, that that reimbursement that comes in, it doesn't come in with like when you get placed with that child. It takes 30, 35 days for it to process. So you get placed with a child and they literally drop this kid off at your door with sometimes it's a trash bag. Sometimes it's like literally a diaper i've gotten hand a kid with like a diaper and a pack of wipes and i was like thank you so much um and they just drop them off and like that's all they have so they don't have anything with they don't get to take anything from where they came from they're just it depends how fast they leave okay um or if they went with the police officer it really just depends on how quick they got pulled if they got the opportunity to go home and grab some stuff um i usually get the younger kids and we get like a binky and maybe a favorite blanket but other than that that's like we're lucky if we get that, we're really lucky. That's so enlightening. You you don't know the situations that these children are coming from, and then you, to be handed you know a child and trying to help them and provide for them. I, I understand DCS is doing a lot, and that's what makes yeah. your your business and more than a bed just so phenomenal and how you're helping everybody. So thank you. Um, so that actually because you do provide items. Um, what items are common that foster families do need um, for, for let's say, let the first 30 to 45 days are probably the roughest for a foster family? I would assume. Maybe not. Sometimes it's easier. We get the honeymoon phase. Oh, So they're okay. really, really sweet <laughs> for the first, like, three and a half weeks. And you're like, this is so nice. Um, you either get some of those kids or they're, they're coming down off of some sort of drug. And so that's really rough. Um, but generally, like, the first three weeks are really, they're so sweet and everybody's all nice. And then, like, the fourth week, you're like, ah. Here we are. There it's like, this are. is reality. This yeah. is reality. I think more of my question was you, you, the first 30 to 45 days in procuring the items for that child is probably the roughest. If mm-hmm. they're, especially if it's a family member, like you said, like a grandma or grandpa that probably doesn't have prepared. or prepared for it. Well, um, any, 
Any mm-hmm. foster licensed person, family, mm-hmm. has to have a bed for the child Got before it. they're placed. Okay. That's not the case necessarily with Kinsh- family, kinship. Okay. So when they finally find out about us, and sometimes it's not immediate, um, they know now instead of two children sleeping on the couch or on the floor or in some cases um, a three- or four-year-old child is sleeping with auntie and her boyfriend, which is not okay. Mm-hmm. So then they come in and they get whatever type of bed that they need for that child okay. or children. Um, so that is first, then clothe, clothe, clothing, clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and of course toys because we want them to smile. Right. Um, shoes we offer. We have a, a great. We have new and gently used shoes. We have somebody there that uh, at the warehouse that cleans the shoes that come, come in, in by as hand. donations. Yes, by, by hand. hand. We don't throw them in the washing machine. They get cleaned yeah, by, by hand. hand. So, yeah. and if that's not Impressive. the case, you mm-hmm. know, if we can't, then we have four or five other ministries that we also provide things that we have too much of or that just not are not up to par to mm-hmm. what I want the children to have. And that, that is, sense. I want nice to give to them. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't look tattered or torn Correct. or look like a hand. No stained. Yeah. Exactly. So you're looking and, and, um, you're. You said you work with other ministries to maybe give in excess. Do yes. You, um, do you, what type of, how many ministries do you work with around Tucson? Well, as excess goes, um, we have uh, a couple of different organizations that work with uh, homeless, uh, refugees. Um, um, I can't remember the rest of them. Um, something, oh, um, one of the schools for one of their uh, clothing banks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want me to mention names, but if you if you feel comfortable mentioning names, you absolutely can. This is all about more than a bed. So whatever okay. you guys do, you're more than happy to do so. So we provide many things to Amphi Clothing Bank. Okay. Uh, we provide to um, um, <laughs> um, what's the Presbyterian Church? Um, yeah, one of the pre- uh, uh, that I can't think of right now. Um, so yeah, we, we have like four or five different ministries that we provide to. Wonderful. And let's just say, um, can they come to you for, if someone, if you're not working with them, do they have the ability to possibly come to you and say, Hey, this is what we're looking for. Keep your eye out. So you're, you're willing to work with more than just the four or five if somebody works and vice versa. Yes. Excellent. Okay. As long as we have the space. Excellent. So I actually want to touch base on the website, just a, a quick bit. Um, how are you making sure that the website and everything out there with social media are getting out there to reach places like the ministries and maybe some of the kinship specifically? Because that seems like it's a little bit more tricky than people who are already placed in foster. Like the foster care system may know more about you. How are we searching that around to get that out there for the people? Yeah, so it's a little different our website because we need to reach out to our donors and make sure that all of our information is easy accessible to those donors, but also those families. Um, And it's really important to get out to those families. And it sometimes can be difficult because they might not have easy access to the internet. They may not have an email. So it's one of those things that 
We definitely touch base on our website. We make sure that each family, whether they be kinship, foster, adoptive, have their own little section. So that way they're well aware of like, this is what we do. Like, come on into the warehouse. Um, And we give them like step by step. So they know when they come in, they're comfortable, they're ready to go because the whole entire situation half the time is somewhat uncomfortable. Um, And you just don't know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice to have that. We make sure that we... We lay it out really easily for them, and we let them know what they need um, to have ready to go when they come to the website or come to the warehouse. So that way, they have exactly they have all their paperwork, um, and they have everything ready to go. So we make sure we we kind of access that specific angle um, to make sure that they know what they need and they can come into the warehouse. They can go shopping immediately. They can grab what they need. Documentation is important. So mm-hmm. whether you're a kinship or foster uh, family um, or adoptive. Everybody has documentation, and you cannot um, access the warehouse or our private Facebook page without that documentation showing who you are and, and what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, that makes that makes better sense now. So you have to that way you make sure you're really helping the people in the kinship, yes. foster, and adoptive situations. Yeah. I learned that the first two years because I didn't ask for it. First two years. Well, now you do, and and that's great. So that actually walks me to my next question. What, um, let's just say, you know, that situation happens where grandma and grandpa get, you know, their grandchild or or what next. How does that process look from start to finish from when they say, I need some help to, let's say they find you and they say, I need some assistance. How does that process look from them getting everything that they need, coming to the warehouse and following up? Can you walk me through that? Sure. So uh, more than likely, we'll either be contacted um, by them directly or through an organization uh, like Arizona uh, Children's Association, Mm -hmm. ASCA, or another organization. And uh, the grandmother or the kinship family, uh, we try to make them feel very welcome. Uh, First of all, I say congratulations. (laughs) Every time. Every time. Yes. Congratulations. Your life will change. (laughs) Um, But we're here to help you as much as we possibly can. Um, We then ask them, uh, do they have documentation? And this documentation can either be through DCS, which is a notice to provider. It can be through the courts, which is a temporary guardianship paper. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be even as minimal as a power of attorney. And that's usually in cases where bio mom, bio dad, or both are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And there's no, uh, that the only thing they can do is drop the children off to grandma, grandpa, please take care of them. But you must allow them through a POA mm-hmm. to say, you have the power of attorney for my children mm. until which time. Right. Um, so that's normally what happens in kinship. Um if, it, if any of the children are removed by DCS, they will always be provided with a notice to provider. Okay. If the children are adopted, they will always have an adoption decree or decree of adoption through the courts. Yep. And everything was, is dated and documented, and, and, and that's it. I don't want a birth certificate. I want the decree. You want the decree showing that they're yeah. having to take care. So, so once they have that and they've contacted you, how do they get access to the warehouse? Can do they have to make appointments? Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> well, during COVID and for the next probably the next couple of weeks, um, you go on our website and you 
um, schedule an appointment to shop either on Tuesday or Friday, unfortunately, and one Saturday a month for the working parents. Mm-hmm. Soon, uh, June 15th, is when we are opening up to normal hours, which will be no appointments. And also, P.S., during the time of COVID, we couldn't allow the children to come in mm. for various reasons. Um, and we lost a lot of volunteers. So now, as of June 15th, we will open the doors again, and we'll be there from Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday for shopping. And we'll start out with one, again, one Saturday a month. Excellent. So for that working parent. And during that time, you can shop and drop off donations as well, yeah. which is something new. And the kids will be allowed. Yeah. Children will be allowed. We'll be in. back. Yay. Yeah. I, that's the key. Yeah, that's I'm, the best part. So, yeah. And, and I remember when I went to your warehouse, there is this one section that all the kids run to because they know right where the toys, <laughs> toys are. Yeah. They know the yeah. toy aisle. <laughs> and selfishly, I get my bumps. I get my hugs. I get my, you know, yes. from the children. Yes. Um, and that's really what it's all about. So what are some items that you commonly need there at More Than a Bed that people, uh, if they're looking to help out, can provide you? Honestly, Jamie, anything that your children use, these children need. So it's always new diapers, new shoes. Anything new is wonderful. Um, Any school supplies, um, you know, those one notebook, Mm -hmm. one subject notebooks. It's been a long time since I've been in school. Um, so shoes, clothes, gently used clothes, preferably, uh, toys. And we'd like to have all the pieces there. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> um, let's see. What else can I think of? Uh, if you, if you want to go out and buy diapers, terrific. We go through diapers like crazy. Do you take gift cards to like Walmart yes. or Target yes. or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, what about gift cards to restaurants or anything where possibly... You would when we have um, when we put on an event. Mm-hmm. That's when we'd like to ask for the gift cards. We have once a year. We have a well. We didn't have it last year, but it's called Parents Night Out. Ooh! So we go over to St. Andrews, or we have St. Andrews, and take over the entire church, both levels. We take care of about 140 kids. Wow! And the parents then we give them a gift card. Go out to dinner. Go, go do something for the next four or five hours. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't know you did that. So yeah. I learned something here today. Yeah. Even though I've done a lot of research, I did not know <laughs> it takes that. takes about 100 volunteers Wow. To, to pull that off. So you not only need items, you need people to people. donate time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, let me ask you this. Um, I know when I was searching it, I didn't know what more than a bed was. And I was like, okay, what's more than a bed? In the-? And I had a couple How'd you of- find us, Jamie? Oh, I, I Googled. Um, I like, I do, I, I have certain areas that I have my passion points. Um, first off is going to be the first responders because a lot of my family's with first responders Understood. and military yep. and then adoptive and foster because of the, the story that I shared with you yep. earlier. So those are kind of where I search to see where maybe I can help in the community because that's what I love to do. I try to get out there and help, help and get the word out, spread any way that I can post it on my business, talk to my business clients about it. I just love it. So any anytime I can get a hold of like an, a, a business like more than a bet, I will do what I can to to help 
you guys get what you need and, we and get the you. word out there. So that's what I that's what I love to do. I did have a couple of misconceptions until I started actually looking at what it is you do. So let, do you ever get anybody maybe ha- have some common misconceptions that you can share about what, you know, what more than a bed was thought, but it's not really? Do you have anybody coming to you that, oh, I thought you guys did X and it really wasn't? So the one big difference I think that we have between the other agencies here in Tucson as well as Phoenix is we also help adoptive families. Uh-huh. Most places only do kinship and foster. Um, so then that's one big one because usually what happens is you you foster, you adopt, and then you keep going. You don't really stop. <laughs> right. Um, so that's really nice for me as like just a parent, um, as a foster parent, a parent itself to be able to bring in like my soon adoptive child um, and be able to shop for him, but then also shop for the other fosters and the other placements that I have. So that way everybody's included. So there's not one kid that gets left out. Um, and that's super important for us to make sure that, um, you know, you, you may not be fostered anymore, but you went through that process. You experienced that. Um, and it's kind of like a little a little badge of honor. Um, and it's something that like we make sure that all those kids, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, what you've been through. Um, regardless, like you are a child and you can come in and you can grab a toy, um, even if it's bio, like we don't want to leave any of the kids out. Um, and that's super important to make sure that everybody feels welcomed. Um, everybody's been through some difficulty within the last 24 hours, usually when they first mm-hmm. come in. Um, and whether that be the foster parents who haven't been in the system, but boy, oh boy, 24 hours ago, you know, we just got placed and your whole life literally gets turned upside down for a little bit. Yeah. Navigating the yeah. system <laughs> it's, it's is a little crazy. parents. It's crazy. It's very difficult. It takes about a month to get to get all the team members. Like each child has anywhere between like five to twenty something people um, on their team to help them. Um, and finding all those people, learning all their names and every organization they come through, um, it's it's overwhelming. Um, so being able to walk into the warehouse and just like take one big deep breath and just kind of get what you need. Um, and my, we walk around with them. Well, that's exactly we, yep. Yeah, we walk around with them. We try help. to um, help them. Are you sure you don't need this? Are you sure? Yeah. And there's one other key factor that Rachel mentioned uh, that I'd like to accentuate is that whenever these families come in, we do not just focus on the foster or the child in foster care. I don't like to label them either. Um, or the adopted child. Uh, we serve the entire family. So the family comes in and I have three bio children, I have two adopted children, or I have, and now I have a a child in foster care. So we serve all of those children. It's a family experience. Oh, that is so unique. So you need to know that you don't, we don't want to discriminate that only the child in foster care gets a new pair of shoes. No. Mm. All your children. They're important. No child left behind. Exactly. Isn't that an organization? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Because they deserve to be valued. Yes. Absolutely. I I was just about to ask that question is what happens when there is a, um, you know, not when there's a, no, no. When there's a... um, uh, adoptive, foster, and bio. I mean, ha- but you answered yeah. that question. So every child gets to participate. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that is just wonderful. You're more than just a bed. Yes, we so are. I just thought yes. I'd say that. That's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if you're turning <laughs> I made a joke. Um, if you're turning in, you're just uh, listening to Connecting Tucson with Jamie, where we're focusing on our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. As your local insurance provider, 
professional for all your insurance needs. I know how important it is to make new and lasting connections in our own community right here. You never know how a connection will create that spark or pull you in a unique direction. If you're a small business owner or involved in a community project or nonprofit and you would like to be featured on this show, please feel free to give me a call. All of my information is on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, and I would just love to hear from you. Right now, we're talking with Grace Stocksdale. Stocksdale, sorry, said that wrong. <laughs> owner of More Grace. Than a Bed. <laughs> we'll just go Grace. Uh, owner and founder of More Than a Bed right here in Tucson, and Grace Larson, the marketing director for More Than a Bed. Um, and this question is for both of you, and you kind of touched on it because I do know COVID took a very big chunk out of some nonprofits and businesses. Um, how did it change the way you did business, and what are some things that you were doing to help bring back those volunteers and some of the donations that you so desperately need? When COVID hit, um, like everyone else, we were pretty stunned to the fact that things changed drastically overnight. We closed down the warehouse for two weeks to try to figure out what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, everything had to be sanitized more than usual. Um, we knew that we then, we started out with drive, what was it called? Uh, curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. So the families could say, I need this, I need that. And we went out and picked it up and put it in bags and delivered it to the cars. Everybody started wearing face masks. Um, and then we opened up again by appointment only. Again, we had to say, sorry, no children permitted mm -hmm. in the warehouse because touchy, touchy, feely, feely. Mm -hmm. um, they put things in their mouths. Yes, when you yes. Them and I just, you know. <laughs> you didn't want to have that. Yes, absolutely. The guilt feeling. Yeah, yes. I don't want them to get sick. Um, so that's been going on for over a year now. Mm -hmm. A lot of the families could not come to the warehouse so they shopped on our private Facebook page, which is called Mar uh, More Than a Bed Marketplace, mm -hmm. which is only for the foster kinship and adoptive families that are part of More Than a Bed. Um, and we get a lot of donations, furnitures and beds and things of that nature from the community. Mm -hmm. So we would post that and that's up to the families then to go and pick that up. Now, what, we've, what we're doing now is that we feel that the numbers are down. We feel that... Um, it's relatively safe. We're going back to our normal schedule three days a week. Uh, we still will require masks. We still will um, sanitize, as always. Mm -hmm. um, but it was rough. It was rough. We were very, very blessed um, for companies like um, uh, CFSA, uh, which is Community Foundation for Southern Arizona, mm -hmm. helped us tremendously um, monetarily so that we could continue buying beds. And the public, the public really showed up oh, uh, with wild. monetary donations. Uh, great. Because it's so important. We, we have to buy those beds. I will not give away a used mm -mm. twin bed for this child to sleep on. Mm -hmm. So, did that answer your question? That did. I get so. I get on tangents, Jamie. No, 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 no. You're <laughs> fine. You did. You're 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 still taking the precautions. You're going to go yeah. back to three days a week. Um, will the children be allowed to come back in? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we miss them terribly. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. So, if, and, and letting everybody know if they're in the kinship, adoptive, or um, foster families to 
hopefully reach out to you and maybe figure out a way that they can get some support Absolutely. or maybe support you. So And bring your masks. <clears throat> and bring <laughs> your masks. Yes, please bring your masks. So what are some challenges that you're seeing currently with the business um, that you might, either through donations, monetary, staffing, what are some challenges that More Than a Bed is seeing right now? Volunteers. Um, it really got very tough during covid for the volunteers. We just couldn't get the volunteers in, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, they're worried about their health. We're starting to see a couple trickle back in. That's good. Uh, we're now allowing uh, a few of the church groups to bring in four or five people so that we can get some things done and organized. We try very hard to keep everything clean and organized, like walking into a department store and it looks shop. phenomenal. I don't it's, know how you all do stuff. it. It looks just like a uh, a great big where like a store. Like yeah. You walk into it like you're walking into a Target, but it's all just clothing and toys. It's, Our staff and volunteers work very hard to a lot keep of folding. it that way. To, yeah. Speaking yeah, a lot of, of folding. Which, yeah, uh, where where is more than a bed located? Let me tell you that. Okay, thirty six thirty seven North First Avenue. So that's the second building north of Prince. And you'll see a warehouse, and only the numbers are on the building. No name. And that's good. For various, yes, for, for obvious various reasons. reasons. Yes. yes, so absolutely. So that way they know where to, to find you. We even have be. people coming in and say, is this a, 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 a garage sale? No. <laughs> no, it is not. <clears throat> and actually, that leads me to my next point. You provide all of these items for the kinship, adoptive, and foster at no cost Correct. to the families. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I was I was schooled on another word I'm not allowed to use. Um, but no, um, so you do provide that. And that's why you re- require the documentation. So you make yes. sure that you're supporting the, the, the children that need it most. Yes. So excellent. So you both are very passionate. I'm going to ask this question for both of you. And I'm going to start with Rachel. What is it that you like best about what you're doing for more than a bed? So that's an easy one. Um, So when I started fostering, I had my first placement. I got licensed, and like three days later, I got my first placement. And I, I that's thought, quick. I, yeah, it's really quick. Um, I thought I, I was like, I got this piece of cake. Um, and then that first twenty four hours was crazy. Um, and I walked into more than a bed. Um, and with a, in a couple minutes, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, and um, Grace came up um, and a couple of their volunteers are like, what do you need? Here's a bag. Let me show you how to do this. Um, this is, we had a little girl at the time. They're like, this is where her size is. This is where you can find her shoes. Um, and we spent like 45 minutes shopping for this little girl who's similar with Grace, like had never had a brand new toy, like ever had a brand new toy in a box. Um, and she, same thing, went straight to like the boxed toys. Um, and so she got a toy. We got all of her clothes, her shoes. Um, and we got to the front and it literally, you you quote unquote check out. Um, and I like walked away and I was just like, this is insane. Like I just, I quote unquote, I would have spent, like Grace said, like $800, $900 on everything. I just literally walked out the warehouse with. Um, and a couple of days later I came back and I was like, I want to help. Like I want to do something like this is insane. Like you, you get this like natural, just like high off of life because it's so amazing. Um, and everybody's so nice and so helpful. And it's just one of those things you feel very welcomed. Um, and it makes it truly feel like they make it feel um, like it is something to be proud of. And, and sometimes it's people don't, don't take it that way. Um, and you kind of get that, oh, you foster, or, oh, you take kids that aren't yours. Um, and it's, it's difficult to, really? to hear that. Yeah, it's a little difficult to hear that. Um, but when you walk into the warehouse, you like you feel normal. 
like everybody like you're like in your place in your zone um and all the kids are super you're happy with your family you're with your family yeah you're with your family um and all the kids they understand what you've been through um so you know if your kid's misbehaving or has this weird twitch it's it's totally normal and everybody looks around and you're like yep okay yeah we know what that is <laughs> um you're like Whew, okay thanks um so working with more than a bed, that was something like right off the bat, that feeling that I got just leaving, I was like, okay, like what can I do? How can I help? Um, and at the time I had just started my business um, and Grace was like, yeah, we could we could use some help with this and this and this. I was like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's do this. And I think we started like a couple days later. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah. It all moved really fast. Um, I was doing this myself, which yes, is all not by pretty. herself. <laughs> I'm so uh, you're probably like here, here take it all, take it all. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, um, but it was wonderful. It's just like that that natural feeling that you get. And COVID happened, and, and we couldn't go into the office as much, and that was rough for me. I didn't I didn't really think about it. I was like, I want to go in. I want to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that family experience that you get that you know you don't get very often in like a workplace like that. So. And the interesting thing is is Rachel said she spent about 45 minutes, which is standard. Um, They need that. And during COVID, we had uh, the the appointments. There were only 20 to 30 minutes. So you had to know exactly what you needed. That's Uh, right. It wasn't a shopping Mm -hmm. experience. So you had to go in there and shop. Now, families that have three, four children. um, That's real quick. We asked them to book two appointments because we, we have to respect the families mm-hmm. that booked after you and before you. Yeah. And we can only allow so many people in the warehouse at one time to keep it safe. Well, that that's true. So that's I'm so glad you still were able to help them, even though you had to do the restricted time. I'm sure that they they I would be appreciative of it. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. OK. We need to get that number up higher, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, we're trying. One hundred and fifty percent. Yes, I would. Yeah. I would think it'd be like two hundred percent. What do you like best about more than a bed and what you do? Everything except the paperwork. <laughs> that seems to be taking up most of my time now. Um, oh no! Just, I love interacting with the families. I love interacting with the children. Um, I only have maybe five minutes, but that time is important. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the bumps, the fist bumps, the hugs. Some of the families and some of the kids say, oh, I want to go to Miss Grace's house and Aww. shop and go get a toy. And I get my squeezes. And, you know, um, you I learned very early that with a new child, you have to be careful with hugs and squeezes. And that's where we do fist bumps and we just sort of learn each other and, and things of that nature. Um, I'm getting hung up here. Um, but the whole experience is fun. That's it's a lot of work, but it's wonderful knowing and seeing those faces smiling. And it, th- it makes you smile back. Yes. That's like yes, that's it excellent. makes it worthwhile. You two are just so passionate about it, and I, it gets me passionate. I don't know how anybody else could not be passionate about listening to this and trying trying to help. How how can someone reach you uh, if they need assistance? How what's Easy. the best what's the best way, or what are the ways that someone can reach out to you? Email, which is more than a bed at gmail dot com. Um, call the office, which is five two zero four two eight five two eight zero. Um, you can come to the warehouse, take a tour, say, hey, I would love to volunteer. When can I do that? Uh, those are the easiest ways, Okay, I think. And then our website. So our website, oh, if yeah. you're 
if we'll, you're an we'll actual, leave that one to Rachel, yeah, the expert, yeah. the website. So if you're an actual foster parent, um, kinship, adoptive, whatever it may be, we have a section for you. So that way you can upload all of your documents. Um, so that way we can get them ahead of time and it actually quickens the process and streamlines it. Um, but you can also find us on the website. Same with donors. We have a separate section for the donors. So I was say, what about volunteers exactly. and donors? Can they go to the website as exactly. well? Exactly. Yeah. So donors, we have a separate section. Um, just depends on how they want to donate. And we have a lot of options for them to donate, whether it be monetarily, uh, whether they have things that they physical things that they'd like to donate um, and then for volunteers as well so we have a separate section for volunteers um, we have a couple options that volunteers can do obviously COVID has kind of shortened that list a little bit um, but it's coming back out um, so there's definitely opportunities for volunteers whether they want to be in the warehouse or doing other things for us and helping us with other with other options Excellent. and if I can just add on to that mm-hmm. um, ever since the beginning um, I have said every everybody can do something mm-hmm and that can be either volunteering, that can be donating, either tangible items or um, financial. Um, your time. Everybody can, your time. Or even playing golf. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or, or, or playing in the golf tournament. Yeah. Um, everybody can do something. The idea is to find your something. That passion for whatever it is is there. Just mm-hmm. find it. Um, there should be no one that is not getting involved in something. Exactly. And you actually just touched on it. You you do a couple of fundraising events through um, one of them is golf. What are some of the fundraising events that you do? Honestly, that's the only fundraising okay. event that we have. The rest of it, uh, there are two events that we have is, is a, a Christmas experience for the children. And that's in December, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the parents night out, which we call P&O. Um, where we take care of about 145 kids, and we send mom and dad out on a date night. Aw, they've got to appreciate that, I would think, especially if you're fostering or adopting. Absolutely. One I've had one. some guy said it's the best sleep I've had in years, <laughs> and another one said we shopped by ourselves. <laughs> it's That's a big rare. deal. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. My son is 18 finally, and it's like, but it's still like always shopping. It's going to be a transition it it is going to be a trans because he's going into the marines on the sixth um so it's going to be empty nest syndrome i guess Mm -hmm. for a while so we're going to figure out how that's going to work we'll see how how that is but he's he's doing good um now what does hold on one second what what does the future hold for more than a bed um either one or two years down the road ah that's a tough question something that we have been talking about for months and months um I want to, more than a bed wants to expand. We need to expand. Okay. Um, So we're looking around us to see if there's any availability or any property around us. Uh, We have to get larger. I want to involve more of the teens. Uh, We have a collaboration now going on with four or five other organizations that are focused on teens. You know, when the kids age out, mm-hmm. it's like getting out of jail, see ya, here's $25, take care. Man. Um, and I really, that hurts my heart. So we need to, uh, we're trying to uh, collaborate with other, or other organizations so that these teens that are in things like AGAP, which is Arizona Young Adult Program, or uh, other ones are TILP or YODO or mm-hmm. other organizations that focus on teens, 
um, that they can t- come to us and, and when they uh, have the ability to maybe share an apartment or whatever, we can provide them a bed. They can come in and shop for clothes. If they need to go on you know, uh, an interview, they can get some decent khakis and a nice shirt, maybe a jacket, something to make them feel whole. special and whole <laughs> and valued, um, not just kicked to the curb. Oh, wow. So it's... Um, yeah, we've that's that's in the near future. We're planning that now to expand that area, and of course, then I have other ideas for the future as well. Oh, well, I need I, lots of property. I I cannot wait <laughs> to see kids, lots of property. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I cannot wait to see where you're going and how you're going to make that happen. But I live um, long enough. Yeah. You're going to live until well into your hundreds. I can already. You've got. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Anyways, um. So I, I just wanted to, what are you specifically looking for? Buildings, property, land, or? All of the above. All of the above. So if we. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. We were, I don't know if you know the history of this, and not too many people do, but um, the building that we're in, uh, because of a radio program similar to this, <laughs> four years ago, um, we were in nine storage units, Working out of nine storage units on wow. Ina and I-10. We had to pull out everything every day. Heard us and heard me say, I need a 10,000-square-foot building just so that we have a, a, a place for the families to come and shop. Mm-hmm. Um, anonymous donor donated us the land and built the building wow. for us. Uh, it was 5,000. He said, would you accept 5,000? I said, no. Nah. <laughs> of course it would. <laughs> right? Um, and that's where we are currently. So um, anybody out there that has any property, please give me a shout. Absolutely. And, of course, donation would be B- very good, Very right? good, yeah. Excellent. Well, that is pretty much our show for right now. Is there anything either of you uh, would like to discuss that maybe we haven't touched upon during oh this goodness. podcast? We could go on for hours, Jamie. We can. I love talking about the subject, but I just want to make sure that we're not missing some major detail, like you've got an event coming up that you need or to get plugged or so. That's kind of what I'm doing. Come in and see what we do. And that's really the key. No one really understands what we do unless you see it and experience it. Come in anytime. We'll give you a tour. Unfortunately, I'm not open every day, nine to five, Mm -hmm. but check out our website. Now that we have Rachel, our website is always <laughs> up to date. Wonderful. Um, if not, we have chat chats. Um, but yeah, please come in and see us. And if you can help us, terrific. And it makes a life difference coming in, especially after June 15th, because you actually get to see those children um, and those parents and them actually interacting. And it's a completely different feeling that you get after June 15th yep. when the kids are in and they're just bouncing around. They're full of life. Um, that experience that you get, like you... Me as a marketer, I can I can write it as much as I can. I can take as many photos as I can. But that feeling that you get from those from those kids, just being so excited to to get clothes that actually fit them, mm-hmm. um, or that are new, or that just aren't tattered, like that's something that it's just you have to be there to experience. Excellent. And what days are you open again? Tuesday, as of June fifteenth. As of June fifteenth. It's a magic number. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, eight thirty to twelve thirty. And the third Saturday of the month for the moment. Okay. Excellent. And the same time. At the the same time, time. 830 to 1230. Excellent. All right. Come on and give us a shout. (laughs) We will. I will definitely probably come back again. So (laughs) I I love seeing all of the 
things that I I was amazed on a lot all of the things. Parts. A lot I was like, how do you all do this and keep it organized? <laughs> it looks like it was it was phenomenal. I I highly recommend it. Um, you guys have it in running order, organized. You have a routine, everything's set, and it's clean and it's sanitized and it's wonderful. So. Thank you. Um, again, thank you. I'm just so happy I found you both, and I'm excited to see what the future brings between our collaborations moving forward. Hopefully, you'll still let me. Um, well, that <laughs> <Of> is, <laughs> right. Um, that's all we have for connecting with Tucson uh, with Jamie Overturf and Farmers Insurance here at the Stewart Title Studios. If you like the show, let us know. Click like, share. You can connect with More Than a Bed by calling 520 428 5280 or go to the Tucson Click on our podcast and all of the information will be there to their social media links as well as their websites. Connecting Tucson with Jamie and um, their email addresses are also there. I just wanted to let you know that too. As always, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone mm. and make that new connection. You never know where it might lead and the possibilities are endless. Uh, until next time, this is Jamie Overturf with Farmers Insurance. Keep on making a unique connection, Tucson. Have a great day.